Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Uh, let's head down to Hot Springs and talk to our buddy Jason Milligan, the vice president of racing at Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort. And, you know, we're in the middle of summer and we're all thinking about football. We are not necessarily focused on racing, but it does come sooner and sooner every year. Or at least it's come sooner the last couple of years than it had in previous years. It'll be here in December. Obviously, there's plenty to do at Oaklawn between now and then. We've talked about that a lot. But uh, again, as I mentioned before, the perfect symbiosis between the racing side and the gaming side. And Jason has been kind enough to pop on with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline to talk about uh, the rich getting richer, which is the uh, the purse money that's coming into Oaklawn. And Jason, welcome back, buddy. And as I just mentioned, it won't be long before we're down there hanging out with you guys again. This is great news to pass along to those who uh, grind in the game of horse racing. Yeah, th- uh, Justin, uh, good being out, good to talk with you as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's the time of year where you know you got Saratoga started last week, you got Del Mar starting tomorrow. So it's like racing kind of gets out of their lull after the Triple Crown and kind of starts picking back up. So yesterday we were uh, happy to announce our stake schedule to kind of join in and all the fun with the uh, thoroughbred racing right now. So. Pumping nearly a million dollars more into the purses overall, are there particular races that uh, stand out as far as the beneficiaries here? Well, obviously, I would say all, all, all of our races. To be honest with you, we, we increased the purses for 21 of the stakes races. Obviously, the main headliner is the Arkansas Derby, mm-hmm. going from a $1.25 million to $1.5 million. That's, mm. a, that's a it's a very aggressive step. Yeah. Uh, for, for our callers, just to put it in in, in in preferences, basically it's the same purses as the Preakness Stakes and the Belmont Stakes. Mm. So it's uh, it's nice to, to reset plateau. It'll be interesting to see if those tracks make changes next year to to, to counteract what we've done this year. In in determining grade one, grade two, grade three, give me a breakdown on that, Jason. How that works? Obviously, the the Derby's a, a grade one, but the Rebel Stakes is obviously a, a major prep race, a key prep race for horses around the country. And sometimes we'll see horses sneak in there and just try to get their points in the rebel and then, you know, sit around and wait on their opportunity in the Kentucky Derby. But what, what happens there? And I know you guys had a big bump there too, from a million to one, two, five. Yeah. So basically there's a committee from executives at other racetracks that form. They meet twice a year. And what they'll do is they actually look at the success of races for the last five years they're not looking at just last year or two years ago and so they, they have a point structure set up with how the winner's done in that race and how he's, how that winner's gone on to perform in other races after that particular race gotcha so it's, it's not just that when you know the like you know during covid you know we had the fantasy field we had was unbelievable we had all the top three-year-old fillers here so everybody's like oh the fantasy's got to be a great Grade one, grade two next year. Well, fantasy still a grade three because the winner of the fantasy, unfortunately, has not gone on and produced in other races the way we had hoped. Mm-hmm. And also, of course, uh, <laughs> they, they actually held the COVID against us since we were the only ones running. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like it's like you know the horsemen loved us and everyone, and it was great because it was it was, it was a, a getaway, but. The graded stakes committee 
held, held that against us. Well, and of course, your best filly a couple of years ago didn't run in the fantasy. She ran in the Derby, so that, that right. probably That's didn't help right. either. And then she went on and won the Oaks, right. so, you know, yeah. th- these things happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, therefore, to your point, we didn't get because since she ran fourth in the third in the Arkansas Derby, and then she won the Kentucky Oaks. It really it helped the Arkansas Derby, but it didn't help the fans. Right. Okay. That makes no sense at all. But God forbid there be common sense in horse racing. Uh, talking this to Jason Milligan on the brand of moving in storage hotline, VP for racing down at Oaklawn. And again, a lot to be excited about this coming season. So how many million dollar races total for Oaklawn this year? Well, it's funny because we, we still have four, but we don't actually have a million dollar race yeah. on the schedule anymore. Right. They're either one, it's either $1.25 million or $1.5 million. We don't have a flat million dollar race on the schedule. So we didn't bump any of the races with the purse increases over a million that weren't before. Right. Well, like I said, so the Rebel, the Oakland Handicap, and the Apple Blossom all go from a million to $1.25 Right. Okay, but none, none that were like an eight hundred thousand that bumped up to a million or anything like that. No, no, no. Gotcha. Like, so we're getting getting closer. Obviously, like Southwest, or yeah, the Southwest we bumped from seven hundred fifty thousand to eight hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So all all of the three year old races that tie into ultimately the Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Oaks, all those races received purse bumps as well. Gotcha. Uh, well, I, I will tell you, like the fantasy. It is now the has the largest purse for three old fillies looking to go to the Kentucky Oaks. Gotcha. Okay. So, so we have the top purse for the Arkansas Derby. Of course, is going to the Kentucky Derby. We have the top four, the top purse for prep race for the fillies looking to go to the Kentucky Oaks. And so, as far as points go this year, is there any adjustment, or we get the same points schedule and breakdown this year, uh, where you get the bump uh, up at Rebel and then another bump at the at the Derby? As of right now, uh, they usually don't release that till till around middle October, usually up right before Breeders' Cup. Mm-hmm. So as of right now, we have not seen any changes with the uh, point structure, and unfortunately for us, the point structure is not based on your purse money. Right, I got gotcha. you. Uh, overall, though, obviously, wish it, wish, it, yeah. wish it was right. We we still we still we still offer the most uh, Derby points though for for any three year old that's looking to go to the Kentucky Derby. Obviously, you guys feel very good about where you are in the big scheme of things. I just see, I saw, um, we told last week, I guess, that it was Golden Gate is shutting down, and they're obviously going to try to you know, move the, the horses that have run there over the years to the other California tracks, primarily Santa Anita. But, you know, when you do see some that are shuttering or struggling, it's it's great to see Oakland thriving. Yes, it is. And, and, and that's what we were talking this morning in a meeting. So it kind of puts, puts things in a different context when you're talking about one racetrack closing and we're – you know, announcing a big purse increase for, for our stake schedule. No doubt. So it's like I told them, I said, we, we have to love the position we're in right now. And plus, like I said, we have the best fans. I mean, our, our racing community here is second to none. So what's, uh, what's going on with you guys right now? Do you When do you start, like, putting things together for the coming season other than bumping purses? I mean, at what point do you guys really start digging in on, you know, getting everything together for the start of the racing season? Uh, well, we started about May 10th. Okay, well underway. <laughs> so, yeah, so well, like I said, there, there's you, you always got to go through the barns. You know, it's, it's those things on on that people don't think about that have to be done. You have to go through the barns, make sure that that all repairs are made from you know horses kicking stalls, and you know making sure there's there's nothing that could could possibly injure a horse. Uh, then we've got the track surface reconditioning that we do every year. Uh, but to your point, it, 
Yeah, it's right around the corner. I mean, right. horses are, horses or are, uh, stabilary opens in 104 days, but who's counting? Yeah, exactly. Obviously not you. Uh, no, not me. Jason, listen, man, congratulations on all your success down there. Really am excited for you guys, as always. We love working with Oaklawn. We love coming down to the races. And, again, don't wait. You can go down there now. There's plenty of things to do down at Oaklawn right now. In fact, we were talking to Zach yesterday about odds for the Open Championship. Uh, by the way, we'll get an update on how that's all going here in a minute. But uh, we started talking about pool parties. Apparently, that's quite the uh, quite the summer activity. They've got a big party this weekend with a bunch of games. And in two weeks, I know there's a Barbie-themed pool party at yeah. Oakland. So you guys are having all the fun. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to branch out and have a, offer a little bit for everybody. Well, that, that definitely covers it, I would say. So yes. I'm going to have to get in on some of that. But uh, listen, man, I appreciate you very much, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you, you guys. You bet. That's Jason Milligan down at Oakland. We're going to take a break.